You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Podcast. I'm Chris, hosting tonight, and this is episode 30 of season 9, uh, take 2, unfortunately. Um, I'm joined today by John. Um, I, I was nearly said evening, but that wouldn't be appropriate. Hello. <laughs> yeah, as I say, take 2, um, because obviously this podcast was supposed to be uh, an interview with uh, Mr McGuire. Yeah. I was going to say Phil McGuire, and then I just stopped myself and kept like, what's his name Phil? Yeah, just don't get to Phil and Dougie. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, although I think it was me that had the Dougal McGuire moment the other night. Um, Aye, so it was recorded. Uh, yes. The two Johns recorded it on Monday night. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to technical difficulties, that recording has been lost to the ether. Um, so Phil has kindly agreed to come back on at a later date. Um, and I'm sure we'll get that arranged in due course uh, but unfortunately the, I'm told I wasn't on it unfortunately I'm told it was a, a really good interview some really great stories a great guest and uh, hopefully when he is back on I'll be able to come on as well uh, otherwise it'll just be a dance fest <laughs> yeah well um, yeah it was certainly good I mean we, it wasn't just these Aberdeen stuff that we talked about um, there was a lot of um, chemistry stuff but I'll save the banter for next time because hopefully We'll be able to get some of the stories I had last time because some were really good. I promise there were some really good ones. Maybe until even better ones next time. So, Phil, if you're listening, um, for when you come back on, um, anything goes on here. So, don't hold back. <laughs> Aye, so I can only apologise. You should have got Phil Maguire. You've got me. But I come down there. Um, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to meeting up with Phil in a couple of months because obviously he is uh, part of the Aberdeen squad for our charity game. Yes, um, glad to, glad to say um, that we've actually got. Um, see, when I say two full squads, um, two full squads in terms of the ex pros, um, because we've got five. We we targeted five former Aberdeen players and a manager, and five former Celtic players and a manager, and and we've got them. So from Aberdeen, we've got film as you've seen, hopefully um, seen on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, the Aberdeen ex pros are Phil McGuire, Robbie Winters, Jamie Winter. Um, who's a patron of them um, back on site, Dan Young and Scott Thompson and will be managed once again by Willie Garner um, who I nicknamed Gaffer and the Celtic team has Barry Smith Peter Grant John Paul McBride um, Paul Lawson oh, I had a memory blank there and Gary O'Connor now people will listen to think when did Gary O'Connor play for Celtic? And the picture we actually posted was he was um, <laughs> he was training with Celtic whilst he was in between Aye. clubs at one point. But Gary O'Connor apparently played for Celtic when he was a youth player. Phil actually confirmed that the other night, and Libby um, from back on side confirmed that. Yeah, that was true. you won't find that in Wikipedia, um, but I'm happy. I'm more than happy about it because he's a um, another patron of the back on side or ambassador. I can't remember which one's which. Um, so. Apologies, Libby, if I've got the titles wrong there. Um, and Celtic are also going to be managed by Frank McGarvey and kudos to um, Paul Dykes of another podcast um, for getting him. And Paul's also going to be playing the game. And I also need to thank Stuart Eaton from Aberdeen Football Club. He's uh, um, one of the 
um, support liaison officers at Aberdeen for helping me get Robbie and uh, Jamie from Aberdeen. So, so, so good and really looking forward to it now. Absolutely, as am I. Um, obviously, we have we've got, we've got a decent five or team at least. Um, the the rest of the squad are made up of um, well, mates of mine and mates of yours, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to being part of that squad and being able to play alongside some, some great names. I am um, I must admit when uh, Paul came back with the name of Frank McGarvey, I was absolutely delighted. Um, I've I've heard great things about him, but I've never met him. Great character, um, obviously, terrific player in his day as well. Um, uh, when Fans will tell you the same. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I, I should also say congratulations to Barry Smith and his new job um, at Middle Barton. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, hopefully that doesn't affect his availability for the game. Um, <laughs> it should, but we'll see. Um, yeah, because I, last time also Barry unfortunately withdrew um, days before. All the Celtic players do um, for different reasons. But Barry's uh, he's obviously just resigned from Wraith Rovers and. Um, because I obviously need a break, so um, but he, he's definitely committed, and this was um, when he was in between jobs. So I don't think Touchwood the um, the Dumbarton job doesn't affect him because Dumbarton will be playing this Saturday anyway. Um, and just t- I mean anything can happen in these next eight weeks. You just never know. Um, so but fingers crossed that all ten players that we've got and the two managers are committed. It uh, will still be there um, come the day. And if there happens to be a pullout, then hopefully we'll be able to get replacements. But thank you to um, them for committing so far, and it's all for a good cause. And we hope to put raise plenty of money for charity. For yep, uh, obviously we will. We'll be getting uh, more news out there uh, when we can about things like tickets. People have started asking about how we get them. Um, we have got the, the prices and stuff set, but we haven't got round to. Yeah. Finally organising all that stuff, but there will be news in due course, um, and hopefully we'll have news of uh, other ways to raise a bit more funds as well. Because yeah. I'd say that this is all for a, a good cause uh, back on side, so a terrific charity. Yeah. So should hopefully raise as much as we can for them. Yeah, I'm actually meeting up with uh, Libby tomorrow. We're recording Wednesday night. Um, I'm meeting Libby at uh, Broadwood to get a little tour, you know, a little tour of uh, some of the facilities, and um, I've been um, so. Yeah, looking forward to that. Try to find a bit more, and hopefully, um, yeah, that that's another one is that we'll get the proper dressing rooms at Broadwood, and the people at Broadwood have been good at getting a discounted rate, um, so that more money will be going to charity and not to other things. So, um, again, I feel like this is an exception. I'm saying thank you, this, thank you, that, but it, is, it, is, it really <laughs> is appreciated because um, it is all for a good cause at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so we'll crack on with the uh, action because there has been a lot of action since we last done a, a podcast that we could put out. Um, there has been two full cards of the Premiership plus a couple of catch-up games as of tonight. Uh, there's been a couple of Scottish Cup replays and then there's been lower league action at the weekend as well. So, let's go back to last midweek uh, when we had the fixtures from Wednesday night um, and you probably don't want to talk too much about the Aberdeen game. No. Um, considering it was a one-to-one from all. Um, Can I just um, get the two Aberdeen games out of the way? The, the Wednesday night game is a, mm-hmm. um, a bad one because you no, know, just sounded an appalling game. Motherwell, um, you no, know, had a game plan. Um, deserve, thoroughly deserved the win, despite what McKinnis had to say afterwards. He seems to Aberdeen with a better team. I'm not really convinced by that. Um, 
Mallow, um obviously going a bit further ahead of us in the league. Um, as a result, that was a massive um, win from on a big, um, a huge blow for Aberdeen. And then at the weekend, um, having secured Matty Kennedy in a permanent contract, um, well, now, rather than waiting to the end of the season, um, Aberdeen went to St Man and it was a get and another poor performance. Um, quite fortunate to get away with a 0 from what I saw for the Highlands and Sports. Needs to have the better chances. But the two things that were apparent in the game was being apparent all season. Zero creativity, long ball after long ball after long ball, and it was just, it's just turgid. Um, which has obviously brought some Aberdeen fans again the, the, about the McInnes out. Um, myself and John are pretty much still on the fence um, with it. Um, I made the comment on the lost recording on Monday night that um, if Derek McInnes was to go tomorrow, I wouldn't be too disappointed. Um, because, I mean, when you look at the, the Aberdeen teams that he's had over the last couple of, year, a couple of years, we've actually been pretty good to watch at times. Um, but then we've had guys like Kenny McLean and... Um, no, James, at times Ryan Christie, James Madison, Hayes, again before he's um, he moved first time, really good to watch. Um, that's all gone now. Um, but I think we've seen. I think some of the players we have, like say Ryan Hedges in particular, um, there's good players there, but we're not getting the best of them because of the tactics we're we're watching. Now, if Aberdeen were winning games more regularly, then you could. Not many people complain, but the football's horrible. And the results aren't coming. We scraped a win over Dumbarton in the Scottish Cup, and the two games after that have just been absolutely dreadful. And yeah, there's no point saying guys like McGeoch and Kennedy if you're not going to give them the ball. Just get the ball on the deck and try something different, McInnes. Run over. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose from your perspective, it could have been worse because having lost the other one midweek. Well, they went had a a known and drawn a bad name, um, and then again, news went and dropped points. And uh, uh, I might say, obviously, old fashioned <laughs> Greenhill Road. I don't know whatever man's ground is called these days. Simple digital. City sponsors up to side. Anyway, aye, Suburban Park. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. um, aye, known and draw. Nothing to write home about from what I seen in the highlights. Um, I heard from the radio as well. Um, Someone else game and it just there's nothing to talk about to be honest. No, 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 definitely not. Um, and as you as you say, we've not we've not managed to make up the ground in Motherwell. Um, I think that the reason the main reason we're fourth at the moment, from being honest, is because um, a lot of teams this season um, have gone backwards this season. I think outside Celtic and Rangers, the only two teams that have. Um, Improved in last season are Motherwell and Livingston, who we have to sandwich in between. Everyone else seems to have gone backwards in in different ways, and that's that's one of the main reasons why we're fourth at the moment. And we better watch out because um, if we don't get our form back together quickly, then who knows? Livingston or Hibs, maybe even both of them could even catch us. So, but something's happened. Tony Dockett's comments in, in the press today. I get he's trying to support um, McInnes and it's admirable of him. I think maybe he could have chosen his words a little bit more carefully. Um, I don't personally have an issue with some of the things he said, um, but um, I know a lot of Aberdeen fans who are hard to please at the best of times um, took exception. So, um, yeah, just maybe 
change your mind about carefully because you need your fans to come to the ground. Yeah, um, as you say, that was it's, it's like everybody's everybody in the league seems to have gone backwards just about, um, and it's, nothing quite says that. Like the fact now Celtic have played their their catch up games and their uh, games played with the third place model was a twenty point gap though. After 23 games, so it's. Yeah. Right, so, uh, I've been able to say that over and over again every dropped point for either Celtic or Rangers in this title race is a, a disaster. Um, and as it was, Rangers had one of those disasters. They haven't really started um, since the, the winter break. Uh, they had the, the routine win over Strandar in the Cup, which got them through to the next round. Nothing impressive, but they're through, so who cares? Um, in midweek there, they had a 1-0 win over St Marin. Uh, and then it all fell to pieces on Sunday. Because uh, they came up against the Hearts team, who was, themselves were off the back of a nothing each draw um, in Ross County on Wednesday night. And, and Hearts, I mean, credit, they, they have made a few changes, I think. Um, Sendo's been dead keen to do that. The, the big name that came in, obviously, was Liam Boyce. Um, not... It's funny how last week, well, I say last week, last time I was on this podcast, I mixed up Martin Boyle with Boyce, and then days later, Hearts were signing the actual <laughs> Boyce. Um, so, I, I mean, I, <laughs> it seems a bit fun, just daft to say it now, but I think most people would have said that was going to be a really good signing for Hearts. Um, he's proved to be an instant hat, thanks to the, the winner on, on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy that, if I remember rightly, was top scorer in the league a couple of seasons ago when he was at Ross County. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really a surprise that he's, he's put him in a, a Hearts team and he's immediately scoring goals. Um, I think the the real surprise is that Hearts have managed to pick up a win for the first time in ages, uh, and they got it against the title chasing Rangers. So um, yeah, that was a, a big blow for Rangers, especially since they took the lead in that game uh, just after half time. Uh, they have went on to pick up a 2 one against Ross County tonight. Um, and that was, again, a, a, an early second half goal and then a follow-up. I think, it's, it's not long since it's full-time, but I think there's the, the big blow for them tonight is the full went off in the stretcher. Uh, so I don't know how bad that is. I think we'll probably find it in the coming days. Um, but that doesn't sound too good. I mean, to compare it with, like, um, Obviously, Jeremy Frimpong went off against Kilmarnock uh, last Wednesday in Celtic 3 1 win at Rugby Park. He hasn't played since, but it's not considered anywhere near as bad as I thought it could have been at first. So um, he should hopefully be back soon. Uh, but, I mean, Defoe has been playing for Rangers the last few games because Morales has been suspended. Morales was back tonight, but he only started on the bench, making one pretty late on. Uh, so, how much. They might miss the foe in the coming games, I don't know. Um, we'll wait and see, because there's still a couple of days of transfer window as well. And there's always these rumours about Barella, like a £90 million pound bid for Morelos going to Barcelona or something like that. Whatever story was in the press recently. Uh, yeah. So, I don't think Morelos is going to go anywhere. I know Rangers certainly said they're keen for him not to be, even though they keep seem to punt them. <laughs> don't come on by Psychology. I, th- I think to um, be fair it's not Stephen Gerrard that's leaking that story it's um, the press liaison um, mm-hmm. who we'll name 
Jim Trainer because the media are too afraid to do so. Um, but yeah, that's where that's mainly um, coming from. Um, but yeah, I don't think Morelos will be sold um, this window. I think it will be the end of the season. It won't be to Barcelona. Um, I'd be amazed if that happened. Um, I think he'll more likely go down to. I think he'll more likely go to England to, um, you know, my mid-table champion, uh, mid-table Premier League team, um, and maybe build himself up that way. And it certainly won't be for 90 mil, maybe closer to 20. Um, but it's it's a bit worrying for Rangers now if um, if they close out for any period of time. They've got a tough schedule. At the like Celtic the last couple of seasons, um, they're basically midweek, weekends, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend for various reasons with um, the European yeah. games coming up and, and they still, game in hand. And they still have one game to schedule, yeah. So, I mean, that was the, the big blow for Rangers is that after the the last game of the, the first half of the season when they went at Celtic Park, they were two points behind but they had that game in hand so Celtic's position at the top of the league was a bit false uh, because if Rangers won that game in hand they could go top. But now that they've lost the Hearts, Celtic's position is, yes, they're still um, five clear. But that game in hand, even if Rangers now win it, they would be too clear. So Celtic's position at the top of the league is not a false one anymore. No. Uh, I mean, it's a bit... (laughs) It's not quite false because sometimes it's better to the points in the board that is have a game in hand. But there was always that potential that when Rangers were in parity with games played, they could overtake Celtic. Um, It was out with Celtic's hands, basically. But now, it's back to that. um, But Celtic have obviously picked up four wins out of four since the... The winter break ended. Um, they won in the, the cup against Partick Thistle. It was the start of it, but then um, the three-one win at Kilmarnock. Uh, which you seem to have come back, and we didn't do it against Ross County, but we've gone with Edward and Griffiths up front, and Griffiths has been he scored against uh, Thistle in the cup. He then scored against Kilmarnock uh, last midweek. He scored again tonight. Probably the best of goals he scored actually. It was a terrific volley against St Johnson. Um, it was a cushioned volley. That's okay. uh, and, I mean, the, the, the pick of the goals uh, for the Kamarnock game was, was Edwards, because um, I mean, before Frimpong went off late on, injured, uh, he put a terrific ball on Edward and the touch to get him turned was amazing. Um, I think maybe a little bit of luck that it's, it didn't break too far away from him and the defender didn't get a touch on it, uh, but the, the, the turn was, was sublime in the finish uh, to put... Uh, Celtic the lead was, was good um, before that he probably missed a far easier chance uh, when the keeper came out and didn't get anything on the ball and just clattered Lee Griffiths instead probably should have been a penalty maybe the referee put the advantage because Edward should be knocking that in the empty net and he missed um, I shouldn't laugh at people missing the empty net should I yeah. <laughs> um, aye but he probably should have scored that but um, he did make up for it later on when he was getting to the finish Griffiths uh, got on the score sheet as well um, and the sub goal came from Maheda corner Julian um, he got the, the third one it's um, how long ago I, you can't remember <laughs> I know it's, it's been three games since I've seen him play three times since that game Um in between the second and third goals, Kilmarnock finally managed to score a league goal for the first time in about three years. Um, so November or something like that, last day it scored a league goal. So yeah. that's, they, they, they had a 3-0 win in the league, and then they had the 6-0 against Queen's Park in the, the Cup. But, but before that, the, the 3-0 was the last time we scored in the league, so that's the, the, the goal for Kilmarnock. And it was a good striker's instinct, actually, because it was... <sighs> 
it wasn't great defending for Celtic, to be honest, because it's as if uh, Simonovic cleared the ball and then forgot Kamarma was behind him. Because uh, the ball came straight back in, he just left it. Kamarma hit it into the net, so um, decent goal for them, but then um, about seven or eight minutes later, it was Julian getting a third goal and that made sure of the points. Uh, then Celtic went on uh, the game on Saturday at home to Ross County nothing really impressive in this game I think on another day Ross County may well have been 4-0 up in this game <laughs> uh, they had several decent chances in the first half um, but didn't take any of them um, I don't think that was down to anything it certainly wasn't down to Celtic's defending Celtic's defending was creating the chances Um was not, wasn't any of them really well saved with Fraser Foster or anything. It was kind of missing chances more than anything else. And then Mikey Johnson gets tripped in the penalty area. Um, Carl McGregor scores a penalty. And, and Celtic game won the half time. But it's, it weren't really that convincing. Um, this is a game that Lee Griffiths played up front himself. Van himself into the ground for an hour. Uh, then got subbed off. Edward came on. Scored from a corner. Scored the third goal. That was over five minutes. Edward did everything he needed to do five minutes. There was some questioned as to his fitness at the time whether he had an ankle knock or something that's why he didn't start the game um, he played 80 minutes against St Johnson tonight so um, seems to be ok he might be a wee bit wimpy at the end of the game so, I don't know wait and see um, hopefully he's alright but aye it was, it was some, <laughs> I made a joke that uh, Lee Griffiths would be kicking himself at that one um, I was, people were saying Lee Griffiths would be kicking himself at that that he went off and Edward came on and scored two goals and, but I made the joke about that it's fine it's, it's like when you know how like somebody walks up and opens a, like, a twisty top of a jar mm-hmm. after you've spent an hour trying to get this thing open oh, I just loosened it for you so I'm, I'm, I'm claiming that Lee Griffiths loosened Ross County up for Edward <laughs> Yeah, that's um, a fair enough analogy. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to the command. That's, yeah. That's not my favourite analogy tonight. Um, because when, if we go into the, the St John's game tonight, it was sublime for Celtic for half an hour. Um, went 3-0 up. Uh, points were already in the bag. Um, and, and then it kind of just died away. It, it was weird because like, Tam scored in... Like the first five minutes, uh, I think that was about the third chance Celtic had in the game. Uh, Forrest scored in 20 minutes, Griffith scored in 26. We could easily have been five or six and a half at half time in this game. And then the game just fell away because we, we did some weird thing where we took Semenovic off and put Brown in defence, <laughs> back three, which was weird. Um, and then when he eventually switched that back to put Brown back in midfield again and they went 4 3 3 instead of this 3 5 2 they played. Um, it never really seemed to get any better and then the worst of it was when um, he was just taking Edward off to put Clamalla on and Mikey Johnson went down because he'd been clattered just in the the, um, the play before it uh, and it didn't look like he was going to continue and he went off, got a bit of treatment and then went back on the park again um, so he took Edward off and put Clamalla on for the last 8 minutes of the game um, and a couple of minutes later, Mikey Johnson said he couldn't continue, so he walked off, he walked out to go off the park, so he had to finish the game with 10 men. And the footage from BT Sport, who were covering the game tonight, quite clearly showed that Neil Lennon was not happy with this. I may have told Mikey Johnson to F off. <laughs> As he walked down the tunnel, he was raging. <laughs> 
that this has happened. Um, so, uh, my analogy for this one was, uh, like, this game was like having a great night out, going to the kebab shop, having a splendid kebab, and you're really enjoying it, and then some prick barges into you, and you spill it on the floor, <laughs> and you can't eat anymore. That's how the night felt, because it seemed to be cruising this game, and by the end of the game, I was bored and couldn't wait for it to finish. It was weird. I was just going to want to come and do this podcast. I mean, I, just, I, I was I, I was fed up watching it. It was just Celtic took what was a brilliant game and somehow managed to conspire to make it rubbish to watch. And we never even gained it. It's not as if we gave Kamala much game time. We gave him eight minutes in the end. He took Griffiths off like far early on the second half when he maybe should have taken Edward off, and they put Mikey Johnson on. So that was. Johnson was always the on the platform. I don't know what we gained by putting Johnson on in this game at all. Uh, so, about, I mean, it's, that's three games, nine points for Celtic. Uh, we've only conceded one goal in those three games, and it wasn't great, but uh, we've scored three in each of them, so um, decent results. I mean, when you consider the fact that obviously Rangers have dropped three points, so we've gained in the title race there. We've also gained a bit on the, um, the goal difference because they only won 1 0 and 2 0 in their home games. Um, so, it's, all in all, it's been pretty good for Celtic. Especially since two of them were away from home. That's always good as well. Um, yeah. Um, we'll talk about all the teams now. Yeah, finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been a good week for South uh, um, increasing the lead in the title race. Um, Rangers having the blow at the weekend. Um, just going back in a couple of things. First of all, uh, um, to Hearts, um, give them credit for a good result. Um, interesting, they've changed their tactics slightly um, and no, I, I said um, if they have Suter and Halkett together um, as a partnership, that could work um, because they could maybe play that high press that um, Stendhal wants to do. They couldn't really do it with Berra and Halkett because Halkett's not the quickest and Berra certainly isn't. Suter's at least got a bit of pace um, that he can get in, he can uh, get back and, and cover if um, you know they don't get offside right. Um, but one noticeable difference is They've, they've found a position for Sean Clare where he cannot hide and it's actually got the best out of him. <laughs> I mean, I'll give credit because I've slated this boy for day one and um, I don't take any of it back because, you know, when he was playing in whatever positions in the forward areas, he was unnoticeable, didn't really look interesting. You wonder what what was the big hype about this boy? Stendhal's all of a sudden converted him at the right back almost by accident and he's been pretty decent. I mean, yeah, he gets sent off against Aberdeen. But um, he was pretty much covered because Aberdeen took a quick free kick, and um, if he didn't yeah. make that foul, Aberdeen would have went on to score, score for free kick anyway. But no. <laughs> um, but he wasn't in know that. But no, he's been pretty, he's been pretty soft from, and obviously Boyce a good sign up front. Naismith being in the team, I don't think Hearts should get too carried away right now though, because it's one thing beating Rangers, but. Bigger games are coming up in the next two matches against St. Johnson um, at Medellin Park and then at home at Kilmarnock. There's six points behind both these teams. This, uh, if Hearts can win both these games and pull th- those teams closer, then there's li- there's light at the end of the tunnel. But if they go and lose, if they only pick up um, one or zero points in these two games, they're still very much uh, favourites for relegation or one of the favourites for relegation right now. Um, I think, personally, if they produce this performance that they did at, um, against Rangers at the weekend, then they should have enough quality to stay up, but it's not a banker yet. Yeah. 
The caveat I would put around that is, I mean, they weren't they weren't great against Ross County. I, I, I don't think that gives them especially a good game um, last midweek. Um, for all they have beaten Rangers on Sunday, I mean, somewhat uh, uh, the, the the point I made about Ross County having like four decent chances against Celtic in the first half. Rangers had plenty of decent chances in this game. Um, as far as the highlights were concerned, and they never took any of them, and that was the problem, I think, for Rangers, because they could easily have gone in um, several goals up in the, in, at half-time as well. They went in 0-0. Yes, they did take the lead early in the second half, but then Hearts also fought their way back in. That game could have been over by half-time, and it wasn't. And I don't think Hearts defending was especially good at all. So I think Hearts will need to watch that. You're right, beating Rangers is one thing. If they can use that to boost their confidence for going into the rest of the games... That's probably the more important thing because three points against the Angels is a good bonus, but three points against the likes of St. George's the Commander are coming up are not only three points that you're picking up, it's three points they're not getting. Mm-hmm. Like, Hearts don't care if Rangers don't get three points because they're not going to be fighting the allegation with them. The way Commander can inform right now, they're in terrible form. I know like, one of the teams they played with Celtic and Celtic are a good form, but they lost to St. John's um, on Saturday. Their form before the winter break was no better. They were like, they are they're the the worst form in the league. Um, if you look at the league table, the BBC website it's just five reds. Um, no one's got even. Overall. No one's even close to that. I mean, you look at Ross County with three losses and two defeat, uh, two draws. Um, but everybody else in the league has at least one win. Um, so yeah, it's it's not looking great for Kilmarnock's form. Um, St Johnson, I think, are the other team that have probably got a problem. They well honking against Celtic in the first half um, they were they obviously picked up the three points against Kilmarnock um, but you go back to, to Wednesday night and, and Livingston were well was there the one they'll win um, St John, I mean that, that Aberdeen have really screwed them over by picking up Matty Kennedy um, because he was the one sort of shining star in that team they have very little in that team now um, they've all, they do have Michael Howard in there, who has never really captured his form since before he went to Rangers. You've got Stevie May, who has never really captured his form since he left St. Johnson. Um, there's, there's two players there you know can play well for St. Johnson specifically, and neither of them are doing it, and neither of them have done it for years now. So, what else is in that team? Wellspoon? Maybe? Yeah. Liam Craig? Maybe? Yeah. Both getting well, Liam Craig certainly getting on a bit. Um, Wotherspoon does it occasionally, but what St John's have started to do recently is pick up points against some of the teams around them. Like recently, they managed to beat Hearts, they managed to beat Hamilton, um, they've you no know, drawn with St Murn. I think they beat, I think they drew Ross as well. They beat Kilmarnock, so that's the sort of form that's going to keep, you know keep them up. That's what Hearts need to do um, if they're going to stay up. But yeah, I mean that bottom six is only separated by six points. Um, and you can't say for certain who you know who, who's the obvious candidate for going down. A few weeks ago, Hearts were the obvious candidate, no matter what the media said. But they've pulled up, they've picked up four points in the last two games. Um, getting a clean sheet, Ross County is not a bad not a bad result. Um, so it makes it a wee bit interesting. If Hearts get the win in these two games, it's certainly interesting. And just going back to um, the Kilmarnock Celtic game, unfortunately, we need to bring this up. Um, Chris Boyd's comments about Lee Griffiths. Now, there's been a lot of furor about it, so I'm just going to clarify um, you know, what I think about it. First of all, um, I don't agree with the calls that um, 
know that Chris Boyce has stepped in from his own charity. Um, I th- because I think, if anything, out of this, Chris Boyd should actually take a bit more learning from it. Where he slipped up in these comments, it, it wasn't even so much about the um, the stats that you get wrong, because that, that can happen. But it was the fact he failed to recognise, um, to acknowledge that part of the reason why Lee Griffiths missed as many games was because of Lee Griffiths taking time out to focus on his mental health issues. I think that was very... Um, naive of Boyd because he was just, for me, he was just too much in the zone of him being what he normally does, upon it being bitter towards Celtic and Aberdeen, in this particular instance Celtic, and that's what makes him, for me, a terrible pundit. If anything should come of this, you should probably step aside from Sky and focus on um, his mental health charity, I think. And he didn't even come out and, he tried to fudge over um, you know, with some with some statement in his sudden column through Sky, but I think he made the situation worse. I think he should probably just focus on mental health. He's not a good pundit. He's and he's incapable of being professional in that job. But I think that's the key. Is there, there are certain pundits out there who say things to be controversial. I don't think Chris Boyd is one of them. I think Chris Boyd is just someone who opens his mouth without thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the subtle difference. He will say stuff controversial because he hasn't thought it through. The like, I mean, I'm thinking the likes of like Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton likes to be controversial. Um, he's often right, I'll give him that. Um, but he does like to have... He, he, everything he says is usually thought through. I don't think Chris Boyd was thinking um, at all. Um, last week, last week when that game was on, um, certainly for someone who's so heavily involved with mental health, and credit to him for that, um, he's obviously had issues uh, in his own family, um, which no one should ever have to deal with. Um, so I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think he should be stepping aside from that. I think he has to. I just think he has to engage his brain a bit more before he opens his mouth and bits his belly rumble. Um, so yeah, I think if he's going to step aside from anything, he should be stepping aside from being a pundit. Because um, that was completely uncalled for. It was disappointing that Celtic haven't come out and said more um, to, to back their own player. Uh, I know there was obviously issues with the, the tape thrown with um, Lee Griffiths. Um, I don't know the full story of that one. I know certainly Craig Gordon was involved with the same fan uh, on the bench previously. So whatever this fan's been saying has been... Appalling, from what I can tell. Um, Lee Griffiths should know better than they chuck stuff anywhere near a crowd. Um, certainly, given he's had stuff chucked to him previously in uh, other games. In fairness, it's a bit of tape that he appears to be chucking at a black bag in the crowd. Um, so he may have been... He may well be thrown in the bin, but it was pretty clear he was doing it. When he was doing it was the important part. Um, mm-hmm. So he knew what he was doing. But... He, he probably needs to do that in a bit. Um, the speaker while we're speaking about throwing stuff, some fud was throwing a bottle um, in the vicinity of um, Zander Clark tonight uh, from the, the, the Celtic crowd. Um, again, disgraceful. Should be chucking in on it in the park. No, no need for it. This was in celebration of one of the goals as well. So. No. It's no need. Um, I never had him, fortunately. Um, that's no excuse. But yeah. it shouldn't be happening. 
no need for it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We're moving on to more positive things. Um, yeah. In football, Livingston has certainly um, been positive recently because mm-hmm. I think it's what five wins at the last six um, in all competitions and yeah. um, a couple of good results. You mentioned in beating St Johnston. I think going to Hamilton and winning four two is a terrific result for them. Um, but this time of year, Livingston almost tailed off because they were in the position of they weren't going to be in a relegation battle um, but the, it was almost as if they I think the January window killed them a wee bit last year, killed a little bit of momentum and they stagnated towards um, the end of the season this season are they good enough to stay in the top six and maybe even push um, further up? Wouldn't rate them off completely. So. Gary Holt's a terrific manager you know, and you know, John on the Missing Podcast uh, mentioned that um, Livingston are more than just a long ball team. They actually play a good bit of football. You know, it's a myth mm-hmm. this long ball stuff. Maybe that's what they were when they first came when they first came up. Guys folk didn't want to change something that wasn't broken. But gradually they've been implementing some good ball players in there and you know, the likes of Wallace for example. And you know, they're getting results and credit to them because well, I had them tip for relegation on day one. That's not going to happen. Um, I don't see a 14-point um, deficit being reeled in. I <laughs> um, don't think Livingston will be in that bad a run. But, um, yeah, they're certainly could well push up. You never know. There, there's, there's, well, other than St. Johnson, there are 10 games before the spot. I don't see the top six and bottom six changing. Okay. I think I think... Kilmarnock's form is appalling and I don't see how that's going to turn round. I think St Johnson are probably heading down the way, not up the way. And I think the likes of Ross County, St Marin, Hamilton don't really look like doing much either. And Hearts are probably waiting too long. They're the one that could possibly turn things around enough to make a charge. Um, But that remains to be seen and I'm not sure there's enough games left for them to do it. Like you say, though, they're only six points behind Kilmarnock. There's then another six to Hibs. Um, Twelve points isn't insurmountable in ten games. Um, so if anybody's going to make a charge for that top six, I think it's Hearts. As daft as that might seem, given where they are right now, they're the, one, they're the ones with potential. I don't see any other five making that. So, yeah, I think Livingston are going to be top six this season. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they deserve it. They, their home form, especially, is terrific. I know they get slated for the plastic pitch, and I've slated them for the plastic pitch. Um, but they make the most of it, and they're the only one of the three that do. Commander's home form isn't great, and Hamilton's form isn't great either. Mm-hmm. Well, his home form's brilliant. Yeah. But it's our away form that lets them down. Yeah, more than anything else. So, yeah. yeah I think that's it. Obviously, they'll be top six. Mm-hmm. Whether they'll have enough about them to challenge for one of the European spots above them, I don't know. You said it earlier, I probably don't get the right together, maybe. But um, I, I think top six with the challenge for Europe, I think. So I'll give the first or six of them. Mm-hmm. Well, what, deserve of it. Yeah, as things stand, they would deserve it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of football to be played over the next ten games, um, and plus the five after splits. So. But um, they're in a good position. Um, I think Hamilton will be a bit concerned about their, their form. Um, Lost last midweek and then um, obviously again at the weekend and yeah they were always going to be in the mix for um, survival. I think Hamilton are just waiting for that one win. Um, <laughs> like they always seem to get they they always Hamilton are not a team that go and win two or three games in a row. They win one, 
lose another. Um, sometimes they might win two out of three. Um, you just never know. Smyrna are a good home team, um, but not so much away. But it's very difficult to call. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, a few weeks ago we were, you know, I think three of us saying we're hearts were relegation contenders. Now we're saying we don't actually know. It's it can all change in a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. be, it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, Hamilton's schedule is a bit mixed in the next sort of month or so because the next game's at home at Celtic, um, so that's obviously a difficult one. But after that, next midweek they've got St Mirren, which is away from home, unfortunately for them, and some of them a bit better. Um, but that's a team immediately near them, so they might get their win there. Um, the midweek after that, they're at home to Aberdeen, which. You usually expect Aberdeen to recruit all in that game, but given it's New Douglas Park, you guys are terrible at New Douglas Park. Yeah. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with that? And then the weekend after that, they face Hearts. So I mean, whenever, you mentioned who Hearts are playing next, and the fact that the likes of Kamarnock and um, St Johnson, but they then have um, a home game against Hamilton as well. So that to me should be. Exactly what Hearts are targeting. There's nothing to stop Hearts taking 9 out of 9 out of that if they really are turning things around. And if they get 9 out of 9 out of that, suddenly that 12 points up to Hibs doesn't look too big, does it? Exactly. And um, the team coming up to replace whoever does go um, is going to be Dundee United. Despite dropping two points at home to perennial um, travel sickness team Morton, um, they still increased the lead because Inverness lost to air. Um, yeah. But that was the last as equaliser actually. Um, Morton almost won in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a good point. It's a good point for Morton. Um, but somehow Dundee increased the lead. I mean, even if Inverness made up an eighteen point deficit with that game in hand, they've also got um, to make up a lot of goal difference because Dundee is plus thirty two. Inverness is six. So um, nah, it's a matter of when. Uh, Inverness do look set for the playoffs. I think air of print are looking good for it as well. The last playoff place to 10th place is a seven-way battle for one promotion place and um, two um, relegation places. Well, one relegation place, one relegation playoff place. Yeah. It, because that seven, those seven clubs are separated by seven points. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it was all very tight on Friday night as well because the former beat Dundee 2-0. Um, so that's... Well, Dundee are the on sitting in the fourth spot at the moment, but they've got the Firmin and Arbroath a point behind them. Um, so even just those three are really tight. But you're right, I mean, um, Martin picking up the, the point against Dundee United could have been better, I suppose. They could be sitting in 28 points in all, because they're sitting in 26. Uh, you get Korea South in 25, Arla 24, Thistle in 22. Thistle's form is rotten right now. Mm-hmm. Um, McCall hasn't really done much to turn them around, and yet, as you say, it's not beyond the bounds of possibility it's not beyond the bounds of possibility they could be in the promotion playoff yeah. Um, so yeah it's, it's it's a strange one um, yeah they, they made the last two one wait our broth at the weekend there mm-hmm. yeah what's also strange is that they let Kenny Miller go having started him against Celtic I mean I know he missed a sitter against Celtic but I think it was a harsh <laughs> letting him go <laughs> I'm just trying to let him go for that reason no I'm um, you might know more than I do, but um, and they let Gary Harkins go um, today. Um, although Gary Harkins is thirty-five now, anyway. Um, but yeah, they need to get their act together pretty quickly. Um, otherwise, you know, they're they're heading down and doing what they they did. Bef- it seems to be everything part of this on the Premier League. When they get relegated from the Premier League, 
they can't get themselves back up straight away. They need to go through another relegation in the third tier <laughs> before they eventually come back up. Um, but aye, um, that'll be very interesting to see. But yeah, United fans will certainly be happy right now because they're 12 points clear of Thistle having lost their manager to them and they have a game in hand of them as well. And I think they play them soon um, in a Friday night game. It should be this Friday, actually. That'll be fun. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Friday. Um, Friday night football's part of the Tesla versus here. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. So um, League One uh, was a thumping six 0 win for Falkirk at home at Forfar, uh, but no change at the top really because Rovers won four three. Uh, I think that was a last ditch winner as well. Actually. No, um. Wraith were like three so, up, then it was three two. Ah, that's what it was. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was just exciting part of the game. I was just. Uh, Airdrie so. uh, did drop points though. That was a, a nothing each draw was turned now. So. Um, I think Wraith and Falkirk. Three points Falk. Yeah, I think Wraith and Falkirk are going to start pulling away. I know it's only three points to Airdrie just now, but I just think because of the squads they've got and Falkirk seem to be getting. Um, momentum back since the, the yeah. point you know ditching Ray McKinnon we obviously discussed was a good thing I think McCracken and uh, Miller are doing a pretty solid job which is pretty much mm-hmm. back to basics and um, they won the Scottish Cup um, against higher opposition higher division opposition are both um, but Falkirk are still the full time team um, so it's not that much a surprise um, yeah. and they've banked themselves a TV tie against Hearts good choice by the BBC I think um, Aye, um, as it turns out, that means um, the BBC have picked up the two Edinburgh clubs, um, haven't picked up the two Dundee clubs in the, the previous round. Because the the other replay you mentioned, Falkirk beating Abroth, and the other replay was a four two victory for Hibs at East Road over Dundee United. Um, again, so the goals. Well, it's a cracking game. Yeah. Because uh, I don't need to give them a, a good game in, in both of them. Versus uh, this time, so. Right. Credit to, to the United team. Yeah. What I want to improve the button, they eventually inevitably do come back up to the, the, the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I, what I, um, I do have a wee gripe about um, last night's game. Um, it's not even so much that the replay wasn't shown live. I mean, it would have been nice had that been live because I'm, I'm not sure what the replay situation is because I know in later rounds replays clash with the Champions League and uh, Europa League, so they're not allowed to show it in for whatever reason. Um, thanks, Rafa. But what Premier Sports did was that they showed um, Rangers replays against Kilmarnock and Aberdeen as as live after the actual event actually finished. Yeah. Um, at like five past ten to get around the year for Bills. <sighs> Why has some summer not been done with that game? Hibs Dundee United. I I just I don't want to be critical of Premier Sports because they're obviously um, putting their feet in the water with Scottish football um, and. They've taken the two ties that we thought they would, um, the two um, big Glasgow teams, Celtic and Rangers, um, which we were expecting. I know they're trying to get audience figures up, but I'm just about this point they didn't show, no, even highlights of that Hibs game last night. Because that, no, that would looking at the highlights on YouTube, and it was only a minute and minute and a half showing six goals, but it looked, it just looked a cracking game. Great effort for Scottish football. Um, No, it's just a shame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't actually know who had the rights to that because obviously it was the BBC that had the initial ties so I don't know if yeah. Premier Sports have got the rights to show replays or if it goes to the yeah. pre, 
broadcaster that was showing the game initially, or if the, broadca- if the broadcasters can pick up replays regardless, because, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice if one of them had picked up one time, one had picked up the other. So, like, you could have had a Rose and Falkirk replay. Mm-hmm. I know in years gone by that, um, that, you know, Sky Sports used to show, um, would have the rights to a replay no matter um, whether the first time was in BBC um, or not, you know, just whatever they pick, thought was the bit, um, the pick of the replays they'd show it um, BBC would just show the highlights but there wasn't even highlights in BBC um, it's just just a wee bit disappointing I I wonder if the BBC are going to show it tomorrow night um, I, think, I, I think there's a sports issue on tomorrow night to show the two games that happened tonight uh, so um, so there's a Celtic and Rangers um, Ross County uh, so I don't know if they'll then show the, the Scottish Cup replay highlights on that as well and they're just going to bundle it all together into one yeah. um, but if they do that at least we're going to see something about it mm-hmm. um, but yeah I don't know um, yeah we lead to um, basically Cove and Edinburgh both win um, right. and yeah um, there's a 12 point gap between Edinburgh and Cove and me so there's basically seen Cove and Edinburgh for the title um, five points separate Cove and Edinburgh just now. Um, Cove also have a massive goal difference over them as well. So, and you fancy could be for in the playoff because they're seven clear at Elgin City. Um, they beat Brecon City, who are five behind Stenishmuir. Um, we came in hand out enough. Uh, could be got a game in hand. Right, could be got a game in hand over Edinburgh City, and they've got two in hand over Elgin City. So yeah, it looks like it's probably going to be whoever doesn't win the league plus Cove and Beast. And then behind them, there's a bit of an entertaining battle because Elgin City in 28 and in 27, still in Albion and Queen's Park 26. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then what Albion over the stage, we were both in 20. So there's kind of maybe starting this out, but then probably Albion over the stage, but they need to win them. You'd rather have the um, the games and the points on board because there's no guarantee. I mean, you'll know yourself from 2011. Again, yeah, the Rangers, yeah. And yeah, the 2011 and the last game I mentioned when we did a review podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, like I said, they, they mentioned about the, the Rangers situation the other on as well. They, they do have that game in hand over Celtic, but it uh, meant a bit more before the defeat to Hearts. Yeah, um, and just getting into um, the Junior Cup. Um, because Fault yeah. our good friends from Fault House because we've had a couple of guests on um, their brave run came to an end um, beaten quite convincingly by Pollock for now it was always going to be a tough game going to Pollock they're pretty well established um, West of Scotland junior team um, yeah. so nah, well done to him for getting that far um, and Ocken like as we expected got through Aye, 2-1-1 so uh, the draw is tomorrow as we mm-hmm. record us so that's Thursday so probably a team you listen to this, you'll know the draw. Um, sorry, yeah, hopefully. I'm not sure it'll be good to see if Talbot get a, a decent draw. Yeah, definitely. Bye, good run for Faltus. Um, I'll put it in for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, on the weekend, we've got a full fixture card again um, in the, the leagues. Uh, Hamilton sale tickets on the Sunday. That's the... The telly game on BT Sport, I believe. Yeah, I'll be uh, watching paint dry. Yeah, the big game on Saturday is Lightweight Rangers Aberdeen. 
Yeah. Um, sure, you're still the confidence given your current form. I um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. The last time I brought to the last five nil, so it needs a hell of a better performance. Um, yeah, we'll just wait and see. If we if we get some, it'll be it'll be terrific, and hopefully that'll be the result that keeps them um, kicks us starting again. But hopefully, uh, I, I we mentioned earlier Johnson Hearts um, is the other one that's probably worth keeping an eye on to see if Hearts can kick on from the win over Rangers. Uh, other games: Hibernian versus Murn, Kilmarnock versus Roscommon, Livingston versus Motherwell. Uh, we drop into the lower leagues. We mentioned earlier, Partick Thistle United is the Friday night game. Uh, in the Championship, we also have on Saturday, Dundee United Arbroath and they have relentless charge to the title. Inverness, the challengers are at home to uh, uh, Morton host Dundee and Queen of South are hosting Dunfermline. Uh, and then, uh, big one in League One, Airdrie versus Race Rovers. Uh, first versus third. So it'll be interesting to see if Race Rovers can. As I mentioned earlier, you expect Race Rovers and Falkirk to start pulling away in that one. So. Mm-hmm. We should see uh, that might be a big pointer as to whether they can hang on their coattails or not. Yeah. Uh, and then in League Two, uh, Scove Rangers visiting Albion Rovers, uh, Edinburgh City host Stirling Albion, and at the other end of the table, we've got Bacon City hosting the Albion City. So, the back of the game's up. Um, if Albion Rovers and Cove Rangers say about the same amount of entertainment they did back in August, um, that would be good because that was a 4 4 draw. Um, and I think, if I remember rightly, um, it was a, there was a contender for Pickett. Um, that's something that we've not um, really done much recently, but um, if our charity game's getting shown, um, you know, hopefully there'll be a Pickett from that. But if it's been recorded by someone. Um, aye, let's face it, it's not going to be me. So. <laughs> aye. Yeah, or me. But, but aye, as long as um, everyone has a good day, we'll say we'll, we'll, po- we'll post more. Um, we'll, we're also doing a raffle on the day and we'll um, tell you more about some of the prizes as and when yeah. we get them. Oh. And. Um, I can't even let this podcast go without mentioning um, the, the story that broke today that police got under investigating the car tampering um, of, of Freddie Morelos. Uh, well, I don't know the full ins and outs of this one, but apparently a man was alleged to be found tampering with it. Um, according to reports, and I don't know where these reports are coming from, uh, the Colombian player returned to his Glasgow home on Tuesday to find someone underneath his car. It's a Lamborghini. There's like ten millimeter clearance of a Lamborghini. How is someone underneath his car? Who? Flat Stanley? <laughs> if the stories are true, then obviously it's not right. You know, it doesn't matter whether you dislike a player or not. That just shouldn't be yeah. happening. Um. But it's just, it's just you, you get the usual social media reaction. Because um, it's involved the Rangers play, you've got the Rangers fans up in arms. You get the Celtic fans golden. Um, and next week when it happens to... You know, if it happens to a Celtic player, it'll be opposite ways about. Um, it's when you mentioned Chris Boy being in, unable to gauge his brain. I think a lot of um, people do that on social media. <laughs> I, I think so too. I mean, well, I, I, shake the guy on the park all you want, but... 
the, I mean, the players of every club should be able to just get all of their lives away from football. Exactly. I just like, all this nonsense that goes with it is just draining. Um, and it's it must be frightening for him. It's like, I mean, if you look at the story and it's like the Daily Record website, it mentions the fact that he arrived home with his pregnant wife. So he doesn't need to shut. Yeah. I'm going to swear again. That's alright, F-bomb. Uh, it's been more required again. Mm-hmm. Um, or should that be S-bomb? Because you're saying the S-word rather than the F-word. It was <laughs> F-bomb last week. Ah, right. um, I regard to the old Doncaster. Uh, bye. Um, it's just you can be up putting up with us. Nonsense. No. Um, there's no need for it. I, I do want to know how somebody got underneath a Lamborghini right enough to have it propped up. <laughs> Did they jack it up to look under it? I don't know. It's just weird. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more about it um, in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that and nonsense. We don't need nonsense. There's enough to talk about without talking about yeah. nonsense. Let's talk about football. Exactly. And you know what? I have genuinely just done what I swagged off Stephen Craig for earlier. I was like Stephen Craig was banging on about the guy chucking the bottle and then moaning about the fact that he wanted to talk about football. And the point I made was, it's your choice. You can talk about football. Stop talking about football. You've raised the point rightly um, because it needs raised, but then you can talk about football again. And then I'm just doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> Wondering about the nonsense. And then boring because I'm talking about the nonsense. It's easy to get um, embroiled in it. Um, when yeah. it's something that really annoys you like that. And, you know, when it's things that shouldn't be, we shouldn't be talking about with regards to football happen, then it's easy to get wound up by it but there's just too much it going on as you say um, but yeah let's let's just um, let's end in a positive and um, yeah move on uh, next week yeah mm-hmm. so, um, hopefully we'll be back to our normal Monday night slot usually um, yeah. Well, to be fair, we did have a Monday night slot. It was just that um, Skype recorder um, decided not to not to um, do its job. <laughs> um, yeah, technology. Unfortunately, definitely unfortunate. It's always a good one you lose as well. Yeah. Um, but, but as we said earlier, Phil will be back on. Hopefully, he's, he's, yeah. he's actually said before he went off um, that he was wanting to come back on again anyway so um, we know we know he's keen um, and he was he was brand yeah. new about it when um, you know I mentioned it to him because I was naturally really annoyed because I know there's been mi- missing episodes before but when it happens I guess it's totally it's embarrassing and, yeah. you, and you feel unprofessional about it but no these things happen and no good on Phil and yeah we look forward to having you on soon Absolutely. keep you posted so um, enjoy the rest of your week um, we'll be back pretty quick uh, by all, all intents and purposes because mm-hmm. it's the only time you need that you must Thursday um, so yeah, yeah. we'll be back around again the weekend in fact if you listen to this on Thursday there's football tomorrow <laughs> BBC Scotland what's the championship game Oh, oh, right, right, right. Just... got what you're talking about. If you listen to Thursday, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, for us, it's Thursday, it's tomorrow. So, yeah. Time warp, that's what that is. <laughs> and there's our title, the Time Warp Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not get into Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs>
that's definitely that for Scottish football. <laughs> right. Cheers, guys. Cheers.